With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Opposition figures fleeing the Taliban to Afghanistan's Panjir Valley now talk of launching an armed resistance under the banner of the Northern Alliance, which allied with the U.S. during the 2001 invasion. Meanwhile, the Taliban face all of the challenges of the civilian government they dethroned without the level of international aid it enjoyed. Also on SRNews.com, Hurricane Grace is pelting Mexico's Caribbean coast, threatening to keep tourists off the beaches until it crosses the Yucatan Peninsula. The Category 1 storm has already soaked earthquake-damaged Haiti, where Mission of Hope in Haiti spokesman Austin Holmes says hospitals damaged by Saturday's quake are struggling to tend to their patients. Hospitals just like this are in bad need of of medical reinforcements, supplies, medications, um, food, tarps, uh, hygiene kits, uh, disaster materials for these families that are still greatly hurting. Aid is slowly trickling in to help the thousands who were left homeless. A small wildfire that swept through a mobile home park and left dozens of homes in ashes is the latest in a series of explosive blazes propelled by gusts through Northern California. The Federal Reserve may soon be dialing back support for the economy. Minutes from the late July Fed meeting indicate the economic recovery from the pandemic is moving closer to goals on inflation and jobs. As a result, the Fed is expected to start cutting the pace of its Treasury and mortgage bond buying. When that will happen is not clear. It could happen as soon as next month. The strategy was to lower longer-term interest rates and encourage borrowing and spending. The rate is near zero. The minutes also noted Fed officials were worried about the threat posed by the rising number of virus cases from the Delta variant. That's correspondent Ed Donahue reporting. On Wall Street, Dow futures are down 251 points. This is SRN News. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Jacksonville's only morning local political talk show, the Ed Dean Radio Show. News, opinion, and your chance to call in with your opinion. Weekday, 6 till 9 a.m. on AM 600 WBOB. News on WBOB, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. State Fire Marshal will investigate after a fire broke out at an auto repair shop early Thursday morning in Jacksonville. JFR rescue crews responded to Riddle's Body Shop on 103rd Street around 2 a.m. The building and the vehicles inside did suffer damage. Crews were able to extinguish the blaze around 4.30. No injuries have been reported. Governor DeSantis standing his ground when it comes to his ban on mask mandates for students. The governor says the State Board of Education should and will punish school districts for violating the order. There will obviously be consequences, I think, in probably a number of different ways. Um, and at the end of the day, you, know, you have local officials who do not believe they need to follow the law. Two of the state's largest school districts, Miami-Dade and Hillsborough, now joining Broward and Lachua counties mandating masks for students. Publix, CVS, and Walgreens say they are now offering a third COVID vaccine shot for certain immunocompromised people. That's Jacksonville.radio News. Good morning. Partly cloudy early on, then thunderstorms are expected by the afternoon. The high today around 91 this evening. Scattered thunderstorms early, partly cloudy after midnight. 76 to the low, and currently it is 78 degrees. Here's some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. 
The Wall Street Journal reports President Biden ignored advice from his own military officers who supported keeping a small military presence before going through with the Afghan withdrawal. A poll out this week shows Americans rank former President George W. Bush as the president most responsible for the outcome of the Afghanistan war, followed by President Biden. And Twitter is being criticized for not allowing former President Trump to have a voice on the social media platform while instead allowing the Taliban to post on the site. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Hey, it is the three fastest hours anywhere in morning talk radio. We got a lot of news to get to. Yes, a lot of Afghanistan news, but most of what's not really being reported out there. We've got the clips ready to go and all the stories leading you all the way up to 9 a.m. It's good to have everybody with us. Ed and Roger right here on talk radio. WBOB, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times is reporting that President Biden ignored his own intelligence advice from military officers who said that keeping a small military force before the Afghan withdrawal was the right way to go. Here's the latest with that story, Fox News. Multiple reports say the intelligence community warned President Biden Afghanistan could easily fall at a rapid pace. And now Biden's national security team is downplaying reports of internal disarray. The Wall Street Journal reported President Biden ignored advice from top generals to keep a small force of 2,500 troops, saying military and intelligence officials, quote, express concerns both about the capabilities of the Afghan military and the Taliban's likely ability to take over major Afghan cities. The New York Times also wrote, classified assessments by American spy agencies over the summer painted an increasingly grim picture of the prospect of a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. Other social media websites like Facebook and others out there are not allowing the Taliban to post, but Twitter is being accused of being a hypocrite because they won't allow former President Trump to have any type of platform on their site, but yet they will allow the Taliban to post all throughout the week. While at the same time censoring many conservative American voices like the former president. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, they do prohibit the Taliban terror group from using their sites. But Twitter says the Stone Age Taliban brutes are free to tweet as long as they follow the rules and are not too violent. Fox News correspondent at large, Geraldo Rivera. New DOJ requirements coming down for those of immigrants seeking asylum instead of the backlog and having the judges decide they're going to allow government immigration services to adjudicate who is able to seek asylum. And the Department of Justice proposed new screening rules for asylum seekers, suggesting that U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services agents should adjudicate many of those cases instead of judges. The DOJ says it will speed up the asylum process. That's Fox News' Jonathan Hunt. President Biden came out yesterday and said that all nursing staff's requirement and for all the nursing homes throughout the country, which pretty much employ over a million people, will be mandated for all of the staff to be vaccinated or they could lose federal funds. 
President Biden just holding a COVID briefing and announcing what amounts to a vaccine mandate for nursing homes. Staff will have to get a COVID shot in order to keep receiving federal funding as part of Medicare and Medicaid. This as federal health officials recommend booster shots for the rest of us, though not quite yet, pending an FDA review of that plan. Fox News Radio, Lisa Brady. Florida schools continue to defy Governor DeSantis's executive order on mask mandates. The latest with this, which school districts are doing the defying of the governor's mandate throughout the state? Fox News, Phil Keating. The national mask versus no mask argument hit Broward schools hard, as well as Alachua County and Gainesville, as both are defying Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's executive order that if a school district mandates masks, parents must have the final call for their child, not the district. Both are only allowing the opt-out option with a doctor's note. Miami-Dade, the largest school district in the state, finally decided today on what its policy will be. Students must wear masks, mandatory, unless they have a doctor's note. Parents may get the opt-out option later if COVID numbers start dropping. The Hillsborough County School Board voted to end the parental opt-out option, at least for the next 30 days. And yet another challenge to DeSantis. And Rogers, we all know inflation continues to kick up. It could in many groups and industries out there from the car industry and the housing industry last all the way into 2022. But an area where you won't see much prices go up is those of you that want to get a dozen donuts, especially that maybe at a local Krispy Kreme. Uh, regarding inflation, you did say you are seeing significant inflation, oils, sugars, and that you are taking a price increase in September. How much will more, how much more will it cost me? Uh, to buy a Krispy Kreme donut in September? You know, we're really disciplined on pricing. <laughs> I'm, uh, we're a dozens business, right? So, um, you know, we do always pay attention to an accessible price point. So when you think about the pricing that will happen in a dozen, you won't really see it that much. That's uh, Krispy Kreme CEO Mike Tattersfield. Yes, I will be accused of that. Can't you find any real hard news? <laughs> no, that's kind of interesting right there because I'm like, uh -huh. this was on Yahoo Finance, and he's like, no, we, you buy a dozen, like you buy more, your mm -hmm. price goes down. Right. He says you're not going to really see the cost. Yeah. And Krispy Kreme is making the money. Man, they, they care about your bottom line for your family budget too, apparently. So. Yeah, your health budget. All right, more <laughs> coming up next. 10 minutes after 6 a.m., it's Ed and Roger Talk Radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? Slow traffic on the Dames Point Bridge headed north. It's from an accident that has those two right lanes blocked, so you're going to add about five extra minutes while they try and clear everything up. And if there's anything you see that'll help your friends stay safe, give us a call. 901-SAFE. Partly cloudy with showers or thunderstorms by the afternoon. The high today, 92. This evening, more rain on the way with the low of 76. Currently, it's 78 degrees. Canines for Warriors is ending veteran suicide and returning our warriors to a life of dignity and independence. There's so many different ways to give back to rescue dogs and military heroes. Donating your time, your talent, and your treasure. Canines for Warriors does their very best to help you be a part of their important mission that focuses on saving lives, both furry and human. Help stop 20 veteran suicides that occur every single day. Donate at caninesforwarriors.org. Have you ever heard somebody say they have the highest quality at rock-bottom prices? I'm Clayton Bromberg, the president of Underwoods, and for diamonds, an assertion like that is absurd. It'd be like a banker saying they sold dollar bills for 50 cents. That just doesn't happen in any industry, and people who believe it are always the ones looking for something too good to be true, and they normally find out later it was. 
In diamonds, when you talk about higher quality with credible diamond grading reports from GIA, AGS, or Forevermark, higher prices mean higher quality, greater rarity, greater value. Now, for a customer to understand that, they can try to learn things on the Internet, but it gets confusing because they don't have an expert to ask questions to. The best way to get answers is to come in one of our stores and ask one of our professionals your question and have them explain real diamonds to you. The result will be you'll understand about a diamond's quality, price, and value. So come by and see us at Underwoods in San Marco, Avondale, or the shops of Ponte Vedra. This year marks the 64th anniversary of Boger Shoes on Park Street. In order for a family business to celebrate 64 years, they must be doing something right. And that something is good old-fashioned customer service. For 64 years, Boger Shoes has provided orthopedic and diabetic shoes for thousands of customers in Northeast Florida. The kids are back in school, so during the month of August, Boger Shoes is offering buy one pair of kids' shoes, get the second pair for 50% off. Some restrictions apply. Boger Shoes is located in Riverside at 1014 Park Street. Whether you're looking for baby or kid shoes, adult comfort shoes, diabetic, custom, or OTC orthotics, with over 75 years of combined experience, Boger Shoes knows what it takes to make your feet feel better. Stop by 1014 Park Street in Riverside or visit them online at bogershoes.com. Boger Shoes, the answer for hurting feet. WBOB is talk radio for Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. President Biden says nursing homes and their staff will be required to be fully vaccinated. The new measures would withhold Medicare and Medicaid funding to nursing homes that don't comply. It could impact about 15,000 nursing homes, which employ more than a million people nationwide. A new report by the Tax Policy Center estimates that around 100 million U.S. households, or 61% of all taxpayers, paid no federal income taxes last year. And Florida economists say the state is looking good on projected revenues and may have a few extra billion dollars to spend in next year's budget. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. You know, Roger, I watch what I eat, but I'm still macking on that Krispy Kreme comment out there by prices. I'm like, really? So anyway, hey, good to have everybody with us. Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, always take your criticism quite well. At least Roger's like, eh. I do. So, I, I'd like, you know, t- to know how I can do better. So, hey, feel free to let Really? Is there much room to uh, improve, Roger? I don't think that I'm with you there, is it? Oh, come so, on. All right. More coming up. Ed Dean Roger Henderson right here on Talk Radio WBOB. All right. Let's continue on with the news. I always like to report a story that other people are not reporting. This is the reason why, and I'm thankful to God every day for the show, this is the reason why the show is so popular, and many of you that listen, because we report the news within the news, but sometimes, you know, they say always go out of the box. No, we want to remain in the box, just go to a different area, maybe where it's not being reported. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. As, as, as I heard one somebody say, no, no, I'm, I, I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. All right? I'll explain that sometime. But anyway, here we go. President Biden, according to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, ignored the advice from his military advisors on saying, hey, listen, if we're going to have an Afghan withdrawal. But by the way, remember, there was a date set up by President Trump around May 1st. Now, that probably would have been expanded. There were certain uh, requirements that they had with the Taliban. 
Biden had set a really hardcore date to get them all out by August 31st. Again, do you want to be known as the last man around on a certain date when you want to leave that plane leaving the country? No. Right. So here we go. Here's the clip from Fox News. Multiple reports say the intelligence community warned President Biden Afghanistan could easily fall at a rapid pace. And now Biden's national security team is downplaying reports of internal disarray. The Wall Street Journal reported President Biden ignored advice from top generals to keep a small force of 2,500 troops, saying military and intelligence officials, quote, express concerns both about the capabilities of the Afghan military and the Taliban's likely ability to take over major Afghan cities. The New York Times also wrote, classified assessments by American spy agencies over the summer painted an increasingly grim picture of the prospect of a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. Okay, can I, th- can I have a little bit of fun here real quick before I get to the rest of the clips? Remember, two years ago, they went through an impeachment with Ukraine about whether or not certain discussion was being held, withheld money against President Trump. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever covered out there. I mean, we know that the president can kind of say certain things, you know, whatever, but not to impeach him over. I mean, I don't think he should have been impeached. I don't think Biden should be impeached. But if you want to have some fun, what was the drop in military intelligence? CA, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if you wanted to have some fun, Raj. You know, hindsight is 2020, and my heart does go out to the administration. I mean, they equipped with an air force. They didn't even have an air force before the U.S. arrived. They gave the uh, uh, the former Afghanistan military their own air force, three hundred thousand standing army. That's right. And they let 75,000 people who had no training in the last 20 years take over the country. It gets more interesting. Here was President Biden's interview with George Stephanopoulos. Listen to these. Takes no responsibility. Okay. Here it is on ABC News. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. By the way, George, I know we, as much as we criticize the media, and rightfully so, he actually does a pretty good job in his interview. Here it goes. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we're, we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. So you don't think this could have been handled? This actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes? No. I, I, I don't no. think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow... There's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing. I don't know how that happens. Mm. I don't know how that happened. So for you, that was always priced into the decision? Yes. And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out is out? Yes. Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't? The troops will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. Did you hear that? If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. Oh, it gets better. And? <laughs> and? What else? Afghanistan. Welcome and home. And if, there American forces, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. All right. Now, forget about me. I'm not a Biden guy, but, you know, we call it the way it is on this radio show. Right. Okay. We call balls and strikes. Listen to this. He says, remember a month ago, well, it's inevitable they're going to take over. Listen to this clip. He said it. he was told by his military advisors they knew the Taliban would most likely take over the country. Mm-hmm. Y- are you guys following me? Remember, no, it ain't going to happen. It is not, it's not inevitable they're not going to take over. It's highly unlikely. Listen to this clip, or maybe I'm splitting hairs here. Here's the clip. Back in July, you said a Taliban takeover was highly unlikely. 
Was the intelligence wrong, or did you? In other words, no takeover from the Taliban. That's what I thought, right? Right. Okay. Now play it. I think uh, there was no consensus. If you go back and look at the intelligence reports, they said that it was like more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. Wait. So there, Roger. If I am spinning this, you need to tell me. No, no. The intelligence said it was more likely by the end of the year. And but before that, he said it, it was, was highly unlikely. It's yeah, it's highly unlikely. You're right. I, I, that's what I'm saying. This is this is my years as a reporter. Mm-hmm. It's the follow up question that I really like. So you follow things up in the follow up comments. Here's more of the clip. You didn't put a timeline on when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would take over. Bam, Stephanopoulos. There you go. I got to give the guy credit for ABC News. He nailed it out of the ballpark with the follow-up question. Yeah. Well, the question was whether or not it, what, the idea that the Taliban would take over was premised on the notion that the uh, somehow the 300,000 troops we had trained and equipped was going to just collapse. They were going to give up. I don't think anybody anticipated that. Mm, okay, okay. Now, if you would have said that maybe in July, I think right. he would have been much better position. But the president didn't say that. Okay. Hey, listen. You can blame the president or, listen, you go to military advisors out there and some of those guys' heads should roll. I'm just saying. Hindsight 2020, I think the president knew when he took the oath of office in January of 2021 that he he knew that they were going to pull out of Afghanistan. I think he should have started evacuating Americans right away. Don't make a big hoopla about it. Don't make announcements that we're pulling out. Just start to get the American citizens out of the country, kind of stealthily under the radar. That way we wouldn't have this big crisis right now. You ready for some more clips? Yes. All right, folks. Here's Kaylee McEnany from uh, the Fox News show Outnumbered. Um, Americans going to be a tough time for them to get out of. Americans, tough time to get out of out of Afghanistan. By the way, we don't even have a number. Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 15,000? Americans are being left behind. That question was asked not once but twice, and the administration would not commit to that. Sarah Cook from CBS News has a note that went out from the State Department to U.S. citizens in Afghanistan, but to read it in full, it says to American citizens, thank you for registering your request to be evacuated from Afghanistan. The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan has confirmed that an undefined number of U.S. government-provided flights will begin soon. Please make your way to Hamid Karzai International Airport at this time. And then in bold and in caps, please be advised that the United States government cannot guarantee your security to make this trip. They have been left behind. The administration will not tell us if they will stay beyond August 31st to ensure the safe evacuation of Americans. By the way, how many Americans are there? Because yesterday morning, Kirby told us it was 5,000 to 10,000. Saki then tells us it's 11,000. Then Pentagon officials are backgrounding to reporters. It is 10 to 15,000. They don't even know how many. Oh, by the way, it gets worse. Here is CNN national correspondent Kylie, or foreign, foreign, uh, yeah, CNN national security correspondent Kylie Atwood. This gets worse, for, uh, folks. This is about Americans, okay? The Biden White House is telling, "Hey, you need to get to the airport." Oh, oh but we can't guarantee your safety. Hmm. Listen, this is CNN. Listen to the clip. We're just getting a new security alert for Americans in Afghanistan from the State Department. Previously, the State Department has been telling those Americans to shelter in place. Now it is telling them 
to consider going to the airport in Kabul. But what they're also telling these Americans is that they cannot assure that they will have safe passage on the way to the airport. That is significant because the Biden administration said the United States is relying on the Taliban to ensure safe passage for Americans getting to the airport. But of course, what we have seen in the reporting on the ground there is that there hasn't been safe passage. And this security alert is clear in saying that the United States cannot tell these Americans who are in the country right now that if they head to the airport, that they are going to be able to ensure safe passage. But but they're still telling them to go. The bottom line Mm. here is that they're telling these Americans to go to the airport, but they're not telling them that they will necessarily get there safely. Okay, let me, I got to take a quick break in just a second, real quick. This isn't like I'm leaving an island from a hurricane at the last, you know the hurricane's coming. Now, some of these people were warned and they didn't make the move. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I don't blame the Biden White House, but on this one, Oh, it's kind of like saying, yeah, we, we got your number here, but we can't. This is like the government. Every time you want to get, you make, got to make a call, you want to get in the line, mm-hmm. you need something from them. No, you're, you're lying, but we may not be able to get to it to two or three more weeks. And folks, this, this, is, this is Americans that we are talking about here, and they cannot be guaranteed their safety. I'd be scared getting to that airport. I really would be. All right, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson. We're going to get to your calls in a couple moments. 904. 831-0600. Talk Radio WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? We're still dealing with that slow traffic on the Dames Point Bridge headed north. And those two right lanes are still blocked. You'll be sitting there for about five or six extra minutes. And if you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. 901-7233. Partly cloudy with showers or thunderstorms by the afternoon. The high today, 92. This evening, more rain on the way with the low of 76. Currently, it's 78 degrees. This traffic report is brought to you by J. David Tax Law. When you owe the IRS and can't pay, go to jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. Fishing in Florida attracts millions of visitors to our state supports more than 100,000 jobs and contributes to $35 billion in our state's water-based economy each year. The future of Florida's fishing industry depends on a healthy Everglades. Protect our fishing. Restore America's Everglades. Learn more at evergladesfoundation.org. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, Right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now they'll waive your joining fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number 844 Bible. That's 844 Bible. 844 
Bible. Transmission problems? Call Action Transmission Specialists on Merrill Road, where you get the work done right the first time by the experts. I'm Robin Sidbury, the owner. Our techs can service all makes and models, and we provide a nationwide warranty so you have the peace of mind knowing we solve your transmission troubles fairly and honestly and guaranteed nationwide. Call us at Action Transmission Specialist on Merrill Road, where quality counts. Get traction. Call Action at 744-0755. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Hey, let's go to Kevin on line one. Kevin, thanks for calling this morning. How are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I think I got uh, I got the answer. To what? To the uh, <clears throat> problem in Kabul. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, I still think supposedly we have the greatest military in the world, possibly. Uh, I think we airdrop troops and equipment around the perimeter of Kabul. And, uh, you know, that way we've got uh, them surrounded in two directions, inside and outside. And if they behave themselves, we'll let them out. Well, technically, I think they, unf- I mean, they the Taliban are behaving themselves because they already know we had five, and now we got what? How many more thousands? We have special forces there already. Well, the Americans ain't getting out. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's a good point. And 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 by the way, we should have kept. I'm just saying, I'm all over the map. I admit on this issue, but I mean, the withdrawal is. I think we all agree they should have had uh, a few thousand there. Just, I mean, we always right. have a few thousand there for safety precautions. Right. You right. know, this this way, uh, we'll even let the Taliban go into the airport and we'll fly them out. <laughs> fly. Where are you going to drop them off at? That was my question. There you go, buddy. Boom, outside. No parachute. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, I appreciate the call. I gotta get, I gotta get to the break here, but no, I, I think it's, it's, we're sending them in now, but yet we should have had them. I mean, for example, it's like Governor DeSantis or whatever governor could be a damn. I don't care. You know that a storm is coming. You have National Guard troops on call, prepared within that region mm-hmm. to or go ahead or and or to be ready to help out within after the storm. That's how it should have been done. I, I don't, I don't know how they. This, this is a colossal mess up. So. Um, hey, by the way, the latest polls are blaming um, blaming Bush. W for, Bush. Yeah, I'll get to all that coming up okay. in just a moment. And Roger, Talk Radio WBOB. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville. WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The Biden administration has suspended all arms sales to the government of Afghanistan following the Taliban takeover of the country. The State Department's Political Military Affairs Bureau says pending or undelivered arms transfers to Afghanistan had been put under review. Pakistani police say a powerful roadside bomb has exploded among a procession of Shiite Muslims in central Pakistan, killing at least three and wounding over 50 people. Tensions have been growing over the slow pace of aid efforts in Haiti after a powerful weekend earthquake that killed more than 2,100 people and was followed by a drenching tropical depression. Officials say the magnitude 7.2 quake destroyed more than 7,000 homes and damaged more than 12,000. On Wall Street, Dow futures are off 247 points. NASDAQ futures down 71.5. 
More details at srnnews.com. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB News. Good morning, I'm Patrick Johnson. A Duval County teacher said at her school, parents are not being notified immediately when someone in the classroom tests positive for COVID. The teacher speaking to a broadcast outlet, which disguised her voice, and she claims that they are not allowed to say anything to parents. Which puts us in a bad predicament because we want to protect the kids and we have great good relationships with our parents, so we're not really sure what to do. The Duval Department of Health saying that once Duval County Public Schools tells it about a positive case, it makes an attempt to contact parents within 48 hours. Dozens of Jacksonville Beach neighbors showing up at an open house Wednesday to discuss the future of adventure landing on Beach Boulevard. Developers presented their plans, which include an apartment complex complete with 427 units, averaging 800 square feet in size, a parking lot, and a conservation area. Adventure Landing's parent company filed for bankruptcy in December 2019. The company's west side location closed in June. That's Jacksonville.Radio News. Coming up on the Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, continuing to watch very closely as thousands of Americans wait to see whether they will be successfully airlifted out of Kabul after the Taliban's taking control of that whole country. Plus, Clay, what do you got? Also, we'll continue to track down what's going on with the latest on COVID mandates, all that and more. It'll be the Clay and Buck Show, Wednesday edition. Come hang with us. AM 600, 101.1 FM, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? We're still dealing with that slow traffic on the Dames Point Bridge headed north, and those two right lanes are still blocked. You'll be sitting there for about five or six extra minutes, and if you see anything, give us a call. 901-SAFE. 901-7233. Partly cloudy with showers or thunderstorms by the afternoon, the high today 92. This evening, more rain on the way with the low of 76. Currently, it's 78 degrees. And here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. A poll out this week shows Americans rank former President George W. Bush as the president most responsible for the outcome of the Afghanistan war, followed by President Biden. Twitter is being criticized for not allowing former President Trump to have a voice on the social media platform while instead allowing the Taliban to post on its site. And the Wall Street Journal reports President Biden ignored the advice from his own military officers who supported keeping a small military presence before going through with the Afghan withdrawal. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. All right, let's continue on with the news. Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, our good friend. You've seen him on the Fox Business Network. We've got a lot of issues we're going to fly through here rapid fire. David Williams is the president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, a nonpartisan uh, tax watch research uh, group out of D.C. that follows a lot of the budgets and a lot of the wasteful spending out there. By the way, uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal and New York Times reported that Biden White House ignored his military advisors. I wish he ignored his economic advisors as well when it comes to all this spending. 
<laughs> and the economy out there. So, oh, hey, I got to ask you. Sure. Okay, so let me let me fly through this. You cover, you've been doing this for years. You've been on this radio show for years. You do a lot of uh, economic analysis. This whole nonsense, the, the, the problem that's going on in Afghanistan, we've spent, what, a trillion dollars or more here. You would have to rethink if you allow more people like maybe the Rand Paul types or if you allow more of the neocons, one who control as they use that verbiage, neocons, to deal the military out there. I know Trump wanted to put to limit some of the spending, have other countries help pay for it, which I totally liked. The question is, are we going to revamp our foreign policy spending and who we're donating money to, or is it just always the endless well, even with foreign policy spending? I know foreign policy spending is on autopilot right now. And a, a report came out that they looked at a certain amount of money that went to Afghanistan. They found 30% was wasted and just kind of disappeared, right? So if you take that and you look at a trillion dollars and 30% of that, I mean, we're talking about a lot of money that's not going to be accounted for, and the Pentagon is really bad at keeping track of stuff. Right. And now we hear about all this equipment that was just left there and now in the hands of the Taliban. Now, listen, they're not going to jump into a fighter and you know, take off from the airport because they don't have the expertise, but they might sell it to the North Koreans, they might sell it to the Chinese, so... That's the problem is now this equipment that we paid for as taxpayers is going to, is getting into the wrong hands. You know what will happen, Raj? Um, the ammo shortage is so bad over here that we might have to go to um, <laughs> Afghanistan to get more ammo for all that. Roger's like, what? Anyway, I'm kidding. So, David, let's get into it. I want to talk. There's a, there's a big fiscal for all of you on economics out there. I want to talk about the infrastructure bill and everything else real quick. But there's a the tax policy center. You're familiar with them, right? Yep, for sure. Okay. They have a report out that says that more than 100 million U.S. households, or 61% of all taxpayers, paid no federal income tax last year. They say the main reason why, high unemployment, large stimulus checks, whatever. Uh, In uh, 2020, that that number is up. uh, uh, 107, I guess, is really the number. They say that's up from 76 million. Let me play for you. Roger, I may have to pod this one up. I had this one low. Here was Hannity from uh, the Fox News Network, how the rich pays the majority of all these taxes. Here's the facts. The rich that they hate so much, the top 1% of wage earners in America, according to the IRS, they pay 39.5% of all federal income taxes. Top 10% wage earners, they pay 70.9% of personal income taxes. So it sounds like the rich are paying their fair share to me. Now, the bottom 50% of wage earners, they pay 2.8% combined. All right, that's been around for some time, and yet yeah. we're told that there isn't enough money, so we have to tax more of those that continue to pay the bill. So how do you – because there are going to be those out there going, well, David, they pay a FICA tax and a Social Security tax, which technically, you know, they do rob from that to pay other things out there. When you saw this story, what was your, what was your response or reaction to it? Well, Ed, I had a lot of responses to this. And remember the, the leak that we saw from Pope uh, Publica a couple of months ago where they said that Jeff Bezos and these guys aren't penny, paying any um, taxes. Well, now we see that it's really middle and lower income folks that aren't paying taxes because of uh, COVID-19. So I think we're seeing the real numbers here. And when you talk about you know, the top 1% paying, what was it, 30%? I mean, these are real numbers. These aren't just made-up numbers by you know, ProPublica. So I think that... You know, let's take the veil off of this. Yes, you know, the rich people are paying, the, you know, the lion's share of the taxes. And listen, this 61% of Americans not paying any federal income tax, that's an anomaly. And that's probably going to go down to, and this article says it, probably to like 44 or 45% next year. So 
but again, I think it, it shows that, you know, who isn't paying taxes? It's not the billionaires. They're not the ones that aren't paying. They are actually paying a lot of taxes. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. The top 20% of taxpayers paid almost 80% of the federal yeah. income taxes in 2020. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is who is funding the government, and they're trying to squeeze more out of this folks, these folks. How much more can you squeeze with these tax increases before they just say uncle and they leave the country or you know, they just shut down their business? So that's the problem is you can't squeeze you know, more money out of folks without them changing their behavior. Well, bottom line, there's never enough money, so they're going to have to go after the middle class as well. Um, Roger, you're going to like this one coming up next. David Williams, president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. The the website is uh, protectingtaxpayers.org. David was telling me off the air, Roger, you're going to like this one. The I didn't think the $3.5 trillion was – it was kind of like 50-50. Manchin says he wasn't going to support it. Now you've got a $1.2 trillion infrastructure. I think that's safe. Nancy Pelosi says she's still going to bring up the bill. David said, Roger – I'm going to let you explain this, David, to Roger and the audience out there because um, I didn't get a chance to tell this to Roger during the break. David thinks the 3.5 is in major trouble because of what's going on with Afghanistan. Explain okay. this, David. It absolutely is, because if you look at someone like Joe Manchin from West Virginia, a conservative state, right, he has been looking for a reason not to vote for this. And the reason why he was leaning probably towards it was because Biden was popular. He was likable. He is not now. After that ABC interview, that was an awful interview, and he didn't show any empathy or any concern. And now to try to get this $3.5 trillion budget through, there's no reason for Manchin to vote for this because it's politically unpopular in the state of West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema in Arizona, the same. A lot of moderate Democrats are going to be distancing themselves from Biden. So this is in serious jeopardy at this point. And it's amazing because what a difference a week makes. Because if you would have talked to me this time, you know, last week, and actually we did talk this time last week, I would have said that there was a chance that Manchin was going to vote for it. But I think things are going south for this uh, budget resolution. Yeah. yeah, very, very interesting. You know, what about you know, other agenda items that President Biden may have? Are those in jeopardy as well? You oh, know? for sure. I mean, he has lost a lot of political capital because he is not taking responsibility for Afghanistan. He's going back and forth, and there's no leadership coming out of the White House. He goes to Camp David. He comes back for a day. He goes back, and he has this really bizarre interview with ABC, and <laughs> Democrats are reeling right now. They don't know what to do with the White House. Jen Psaki, the, the press secretary, goes on vacation in the middle of a crisis and has an out-of-office reply. So I think Democrats on the Hill are very frustrated, and there's an election next year, and they don't want to look like that they're part of the administration. Well, Saki's, I think she said she's going to be leaving by the end of the year. Who knows? But, Roger, I, I was kind of curious. You know, he came to the press conference, and he did one the other day where he didn't mention anything about Afghanistan, didn't take any questions, instead talked about COVID, and then, he, and then he left. I'm like, what happened? He didn't finish the nap? Well, and did you see the picture of the Taliban posing with ice cream cones? Oh. Completely mocking the president. I mean, this guy has ended the the, uh, the next chancellor of Germany just ripped Biden a new one mm. you know, about his lack of leadership. So this is 
this is really spiraling out of control. And again, moderate Democrats do not want to be seen to be too cozy with a guy whose popularity is plummeting. Let me play for you a clip. Doug McKelway from the Washington Examiner about all the amount of spending and how much you, you David, how much you really owe. Here's the clip. But the Congress this year has spent $1.9 trillion in March, Lord another $1.2 trillion in a so-called infrastructure package, and has begun debate on another $3.5 trillion spending plan on climate and anti-poverty measures. According to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, the U.S. debt held by the public will reach 100% of gross domestic product in 2028. Right now, the U.S. owes $68,400 per citizen, $183,000 per taxpayer, and it holds $125 trillion in unfunded liability. By the way, you notice that each citizen and taxpayer, there's a different amount. Okay, I got a minute left. Explain to the audience, hey, a hundred is that that's just not the interest or is it that it's going to be a hundred percent of GDP by 2028 break that down in in, in English so this it, it includes everything the interest on the debt the accumulating deficit annual deficit so this is what I think he, he is alluding to and remember you know October 1st there's two deadlines October 1st to get the budget done but also the debt ceiling now the debt ceiling technically we breached it on July 31st but right. they're doing what they say extraordinary measures to pay bills but that's gonna happen at the end of September and listen August goes quickly September goes quickly so you have a lot of deadlines that are gonna happen on September right. 30th that are not going to be good for Congress, and it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess and a half. In the words of a song, without giving the uh, singer the proper credibility, we're at a graveyard, David. The question is, is what side of the dirt do you choose to be on, right? <laughs> exactly. Some of you may be able to get that. that are way older than me. All right, more mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, David Williams, president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, protectingtaxpayers.org. Love you, David. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ed. All right, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson. All right, let's squeeze in a quick call. 904, it's true. I mean, by the way, real quick, Mike, hold on a second. Do you understand when you're at 100% GDP and a lot of the interest has to go to this, it isn't like you're just below, you got to work your way up to zero. Right. I mean, think about that for a second. And that's not even impressive. So anyway, Mike, hey man, thanks for waiting. Good morning, bro. Hey, good morning. How you guys good, doing man. today? Good, man. What's going on this doing morning? Good. Well, listen, you know, every time I have a question, I have to call you guys, okay? Because I get all my information. <laughs> Mike's from, got all the, uh, whatever. Guys, Mike's okay. setting us up. But go ahead, Mike. You got all the answers, man. Go ahead. Well, now, let me let, let me ask you this, and and I really don't know this. Are, did you say earlier that, that they our military left planes there? Oh, yeah. An entire Air Force yeah. now has been turned over to the Taliban that we, our country, set the, uh, the former Afghanistan government up with 300,000 standing army. Uh, that were getting yeah. ongoing training by the U.S. Special Forces yes. and uh, and an Air Force, and we let the Taliban, who hadn't been trained in 20 years, who uh, were able to get a hold of some RPGs, well, take over the whole country in a week. Roger, let me let me ask you guys this: How did we get the planes in there? I'm sure we flew transport. Them in. How do you think we get them in there? We had to get them in there during the war. Well, yeah, but why why didn't we just fly them out? If we flew them in the, to get them there, why couldn't we have just flown them out? The assumption was we would leave them there and uh, say goodbye to the Afghan, you know, we thought would be in good hands with the with the new Afghan military we helped set up. Well, yeah, but we still have people there. Yeah, but not, mean, everybody, not, when, not everybody can fly a plane. 
Yeah, but we, our military can. So you think not we, everybody? Uh, so the areas that the Taliban was taking, we should have gone basically into combat against them and uh, taken our assets back. You know, that would have you know led to a bloody conflict. But you know, that's- no. Mike's got an interesting point. I mean, even I mean, even well, I mean, even under the Trump administration, if you mm-hmm. had a deadline, or mm-hmm. even with or as Rogers says, early with Biden administration, if you knew we were going to do this, you should have just started. Okay, let's plan the evacuation mm-hmm. nine months ahead of schedule. Let lesson learned uh, back with Kosovo, one of our self planes got shot down uh I, I think after that what we started doing is bombing them if they thought they would end up in, in, in the bad guy's hands and i don't think that was done so yeah i guess well, we could have done I that got, I, roger you were right uh this thing should have been done in in the way of uh long time ago when we knew we were going to pull out we should have first people out should have been our civilians yep and mm-hmm. our citizens that's those are the first people next should have been our armaments and our military. The last people to leave should have been military people. That's how it should have been done, well, and obviously it wasn't. One done. of the big th- things I think is, you know, we're we're forgetting about the Afghan nationals who worked and cooperated with the American government. They're facing execution, possibly. Yeah, but hold and, on, hold on. Yeah, yeah but uh, let me. This is going to be rude for me to say. Well, mm-hmm. actually, it's not going to be rude. Americans should have been the first one on those cargo planes out instead of Afghan people. Well, let's not leave yeah. them out of the equation. We no, have, no, I'm not. I think so. I think they should be. Those that helped us, yes. Yeah. But how do we But how do we know who, those who helped us? We know who was helping to translate. Roger, how so? We can't even know where our airplanes and military weaponry is. Apparently, they're showing up to work at the base every day. Yeah, I mean, we well, know who they are. Do we? I mean, we don't even know where all our military weapon personnel is. I'm just saying Americans should have gotten on that, on that what is it, A, whatever the name of the plane is, that cargo plane before Afghan refugees. But the Afghan refugees, i got to admit, that helped us out, Mike, something's got to be done to protect them yeah, and right now they, they have a harder time than american citizens getting to the airport because the i think no thanks for the call mike go the, ahead the, 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 the taliban uh you know militants have now created a perimeter around the airport and they're beating people up trying to get to the uh the air force yeah uh, but the I, think, airport, I, think, I, I think because of who they are mm-hmm. and the way they look compared to an american right i think they'd have an easier time pro- probably getting to the airport real quick to Mike's point, Nancy Pelosi was being asked about the military weapons that were left over there. She goes, well, this is what happens when you have a withdrawal. The U.S. withdrawal left tens of billions of dollars worth of U.S. military equipment in the hands of the Taliban. There were helicopters, guns, ammunition. How much has that raised the threat of future terrorist attacks, this well-armed Taliban? Well, I do believe that the president's decision was based on one that reduced uh, the prospect of any attack on our homeland. So the, this is what happens when you withdraw. You Some stuff, some equipment is left there. Some equipment is left there? Hmm, interesting. I'd like to know what your vision, or no, what, what your um, idea or what your definition is of some. It looks like a black eye in America's face right now. We've got one, but I'm thinking maybe France, Great Britain, and Germany can get together and just clean the situation up. Because apparently we're not doing it. Question is, will they? So, all right. More coming up next. Man, we're way over in the break. Ed and Roger, Talk Radio, WBOB. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? A little bump just turned into a big one. All cars are completely stopped northbound on the Dames Point Bridge. Those two right lanes are blocked, and you're going to be sitting there for at least 25 minutes. Again, if you're headed north on the Dames Point Bridge, you're going to be sitting in it for at least 25 minutes because those two right lanes are blocked. While you still can, try and take 95 to avoid this whole mess. And if there's anything you see, give us a call. 
901 Congresswoman Kat Kamak here, your conservative voice in our nation's capital. Whether it's recovering your hard-earned money from the IRS, ensuring our veterans receive the benefits and care they deserve, applying for or renewing a passport, or any other variety of issues, constituent services are my top priority. If we can help you, your family, or your business, please reach out to our team in our Orange Park office at 904-276-9626. I'm Kat Kamak, and it's my honor to serve you. This ad was paid for with official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. The Brandon Groover News Hour, Fridays 5 to 6 on WBOB, has accurately predicted the outcome of the presidential election and the Georgia Senate race. Hear the newsmakers and join in at 831-0600. Brandon has examined the fraying of American society from declining church attendance, anti-Americanism, and racial strife. This Friday, Brandon will focus on the American family unit and why marriage rates must stabilize. Tune in Friday 5 to 6 on WBOB. Sponsored by Elite Home Health and Frito-Lay. Satisfy your comfort food desires at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. From Florida's best fried chicken to ramen and more, Hangar Bay Cafe is open seven days a week. Dine in or order online at HangarBayCafe.com for pickup or DoorDash delivery. Support your local veteran-owned restaurant through these challenging times. You're always welcome at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. For pickup and DoorDash delivery, visit HangarBayCafe.com. This is Bill Gunderson, professional money manager and host of the Best Stocks Now show. I've been a professional money manager for the last 22 years. I write a weekly newsletter called Best Stocks Now. If you'd like to get a free sample, you can go to GundersonCapital.com. Make sure to tune in to Best Stocks Now on this station. Tune in to Best Stocks Now with Bill Gunderson every Saturday afternoon at 2 here on WBOB. And Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on our sister station, Talk 100.3. WBOB is talk radio for Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Here are some of the top stories we're bringing you this morning. A new report by the Tax Policy Center estimates that around 100 million U.S. households, or 61% of all taxpayers, paid no federal income taxes last year. Florida economists say the state's looking good on projected revenues and may have a few extra billion to spend in next year's budget. And President Biden says nursing homes and their staffs will be required to be fully vaccinated. The new measure would withhold Medicare and Medicaid funding to nursing homes that don't comply. It could impact around 15,000 nursing homes, which employ more than 1 million people nationwide. Canines for Warriors is ending veteran suicide and returning our warriors to a life of dignity and independence. I deployed for the U.S. Army in 2003. I've been in eight different IED uh, explosions. Uh, I don't know how many gunfights we've been in. Five and a half years of combat. It takes its toll on you. A lot of cumulative experience and trauma. Canines for Warriors pair specially trained service dogs with vets in need. You know, the thing I can tell you about my dog is... His eyes have that perfect amount of judgment, but also that perfect amount of love. And no matter what I do, he just looks at me like I'm either an idiot or I'm the best thing in the world. Uh, He's my cranky old man, and I love him. Your generosity will go right to work to help pair a struggling warrior with a shelter dog trained to help veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and or military sexual trauma. Give your best gift today by going to caninesforwarriors.org. Protecting your home is a priority, right? 
right, it should be the same for your business. Call Sunbelt Gated Access Systems to add that extra layer of customized security today. They use the latest technology specializing in fully automatic swing and slide gate operators, access control, and video surveillance systems. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems has provided top-notch customer service for decades and is your best choice in Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Visit SunbeltSYS.com. SunbeltSYS.com. Nolan Ryan has just pitched his seventh career no-hitter. Hi, I'm Nolan Ryan. This is my wife, Ruth. We drink Le Bleu bottled water every day. Le Bleu is the purest, best-tasting water we have found anywhere in the market. Our bodies love Le Bleu, and yours will, too. If you want to hydrate like a Hall of Famer, Ask for Le Bleu Ultra Pure Bottle Water by name at your favorite retailer. Or go to LeBleu.com to have it delivered to your home, your office, or your church. That's LeBleu, L-E-B-L-E-U.com. To bypass the CNNs and the MSNBCs. To bypass the New York Times and the Washington Post. ABC and NBC and CBS. There's some fellow conservatives out there who are very troubled by this. They haven't even acknowledged what just took place. It's okay. They'll learn to understand It's not about personality. It's about liberty. That's our watchword, liberty. And I'm very excited about it. Mark Levin on Talk Radio, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600-831-0600 or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Let's go to Bill on uh, line four. Hey, Bill, thanks for calling this morning. Good morning, Ed. Roger. Hey, brother. Hey. Hey, I um, read something about the equipment over there. A lot of it's the high-tech stuff like like the U.S. likes to use. And the U.S. wasn't allowing the contractors in there to maintain that stuff. So there's some question of, you know, how ready that equipment was. So that's, that was one point. But the thing that the thing that really is silly about all this, you listen to Biden answer those questions. He's totally on the defensive. It's not like I imagine if Donald Trump was there, he said, "Well, here's how here's how we rolled this thing out," and you probably you probably know we were out the day it was done. Not not you know not trying to second guess it. And but this is it's really sad because if you're trying to get out of that country, the Taliban's everywhere. So. You, you head out of your place with all your bags stacked to leave, and some guy with a gun says, oh, no, you get back in your house. Those people, those people aren't getting out of there. Yeah. It, it, it's, really, it's really sad. Uh, they, you know, they should have, if they were going to be leaving that place, they should have told those people, look, you get out because as of such a date, you're staying. But apparently, apparently there was no organization to how this whole thing went, and it's, a, it's sad that they put him on the TV and let him even answer questions. They should have sent somebody up there with and knew what was going on and let them answer the questions. You know, <laughs> Bill, you've got Bill, you've got a very valid point that on that right there. Did they and Bill, thanks for the call. Um Bill brings up a good point. Why do they did they think I'm I'm assuming did they think they were gonna get softballs from Stephanopoulos? Because, I mean, Biden, yeah. these guys don't they, go on Fox. It's very possible. You know, they think, okay, Stephanopoulos, you used to work for the Clinton administration. Right. That's how you got started. And, and he's, you know, team player and, you know, friendly, um, you know, left-wing Stephanopoulos, news, news I thought, media did a good guy. job on the And it's, been, it's really been the liberal media that's really been giving uh, the Biden administration a pretty tough time with this entire Afghanistan fiasco. Hey, Bill, hey, you guys ready for a couple of goofy clips? Here's the media trying to make this about... Uh 
uh, a race issue. Wow. Yeah, listen to the media here. The, the notion that their sort of horrific fear-mongering and racism doesn't carve out the men and women in Afghanistan who kept our soldiers alive for two decades is a new level of reprehensible. So right-wing personalities using the crisis in Afghanistan to push an anti-refugee sentiment. They're getting caught up in what I call the brown menace, which is this uh, Trumper right-wing fear of people coming into the country from Central and South America. These people seem to be getting swept up into that xenophobia. It's Stephen Miller's response to the collapse of, of Afghanistan, the fall of Kabul, the takeover of the Taliban was, look at Biden, he's trying to, he's trying to get brown people to come into the country. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's sickening and it's, it's pathetic. Really? If anything, Biden's not working hard enough to get brown people into the country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you make this a race issue? Uh, listen, I got news for you. When you've got Americans over there mm -hmm. and you want to try to inject race, I'm sorry, folks, that dog does not hunt. Mm. All right? That's the most stupidest thing. I mean, I could, I, I'm like, I got to play the clip here. I got to play the clip. Here's one more. MSNBC's Joe Scarborough Morning Joe says, man, it just looks bad for Democrats right now. Let's talk about uh, the mess right now that I think the Democrats are facing. If Democrats want to know what they're going to be facing, I let, let's talk about it right now. Because if I were a Republican running, I would say Democrats can't protect us across the world. Democrats can't protect our street. And Democrats can't protect us at the border. If Democrats don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Uh, it will find them. And Democrats have to understand this is coming. And I don't know where mission control is on the Democratic side. <laughs> Where's mission control? That's Joe Scarborough mm. from MSNBC. Hey, later on, coming up next hour, we do have Adam Andrzejewski. He's back from vacation. We got the ripoff of the week brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. We've got a lot of news that we haven't even had a chance to get to today. But we're going to try and keep you entertained as well. Ed and Roger, Talk Radio, WBOB. AM 600 WBOB Jacksonville 101.1 FM W266CX Fruit Cove The Conservative Voice of 